You want to find your tribe of raving fans, and that's just what we're here to help you do. This is the Tactical Titans podcast by Justin Lamb of the Tactical Program, where we help entrepreneurs build better businesses by not only sharing insights and candid conversations, but by nurturing our minds as well. Get ready to build, automate, and scale your business, because here we go. Here's your host, Chief Strategist of 360 Media and Educator at TacticalProgram.com, Justin Lamb. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tactical Titans, where I help business owners build better businesses. And today, I am being uh, joined by the owner of Bloom Business Development, business coach, best-selling author, Lisa Van Ruick. And she's been, it was really great. What an what a opportunity to meet her. Um, and I was casually going through Instagram when our social team asked me to talk a little bit about something uh, related to Networking Week and uh, how to perfect an elevator pitch. And just so happened, I got to see Lisa's post. So, you know, the world of social media uh, allowed us to connect where we might not ever connect at all. So welcome to the show today, Lisa. Oh, it's so nice to be here. And, and thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah. And tell me a little bit about sort of your journey as a business coach. Where did you start? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I often tell people I'm an accidental entrepreneur. You know, often you can only connect the dots of your story in hindsight. I, I actually worked in broadcast television. I wanted to do something creative after going to school for business and marketing. I majored in visual design. So I went back to school for television production and got a really great job at a boutique production company, we had this flagship series, Wings Over Canada. So all the aviators out there know the little float plane flying all over the country, going to fishing lakes and whatnot. And, and that's where I really honed my sales skills because I could cold call like nobody's business. And you know, over the years, I was able to close six-figure deals over the phone and uh, Life obviously had other plans for me in 2008. I um, I got a, a definite redirection when we were in the heat of that financial and real estate crisis when we our pre-sale closed and we were stuck with two mortgages. My dad suddenly passed away. And uh, nine days later, I was let go from my job over the phone by a lawyer in, in another country, giving me 10 minutes to clear out my desk. So not not a great time, but I took a few months and in early 2009, I reached out to a bunch of my corporate clients and they all hired me to do business development, sales and marketing, what have you. And I thought, oh, there's something here. So I started my business and did a bunch more education. And yeah, the last seven years or so, I, I work with creatives, wellness service providers and and I, I'm really honored to be in their circle of trust as they as they really get clear on what success means to them, not a cultural definition of success. And I just I think there's never been a more exciting time to be in business. There's so much opportunity everywhere. And and I, I really love going to work every day. Well, that's amazing. And, and, and being a coach really does help inspire and help motivate and move other people uh, to, to get on their horses uh, and, and dust themselves off when, when life is uh, giving you lemons. And, you know, much like yourself, you know, having those lemons in your life really kind of puts things into perspective and allows you to catapult and, you know, kind of rise up from the ashes to do something that you were probably meant to, you know, as a calling, right? 
Yeah. It, you remind me of a Rumi quote, the wound is where the, the light enters. And so many people need that fall on the bathroom floor or in the parkade in their car, kind of screaming at God, like, why is my life in this place? And that is a huge catalyst of change. Yeah. You know, amazing. And, you know, when we're talking about coaching, uh, you know, when we're working with small businesses, I think one of the things that a lot of people uh, often struggle with is really being able to stand out in a very busy world. Uh, they, they kind of, I think they actually downplay themselves. Um, you know, oftentimes they, they don't necessarily, you know, stand up and be proud about what they do. And so when, you know, they're out networking and whatnot, uh, they may be under promote themselves. How, how do you feel about that? Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, absolutely. And I always say it's a lot of pressure to put on a couple of sentences, right? You're meeting people, maybe you're introverted, maybe you're extroverted, but if you're in a room of people and, and you're, you're there to make connection, you're there to grow your business and you're not really sure what to say. And, and from my experience, you know, I'm a huge fan of scripts, being prepared when you're prepared and you you're ready for any situation that's coming at you. You're like, script, I want to be authentic. I want to be genuine. I don't want to use a script. Like, well, then use a different word. Use a different word. Um, it's all about genuine connection. And, and every purchase is an emotional reaction to a first impression. It doesn't matter whether it was fear. So you decide to buy that um, alarm system for your home, or you are fed up and frustrated and overwhelmed and you decide to hire a coach. Uh, every, every decision is based on, on emotion. And so when you can show up, um, I don't know if you, if you've heard about that case study of men and women who are unemployed looking for work. And in the study, they found that women would only apply for the job when they had 100% of the qualifications listed in the post, whereas men would apply for the job with under 60%. The women with 100% of the qualifications often felt they wouldn't be selected as the candidate, where the men felt they nailed it. So this illustrates that confidence correlates just as closely with your success as competence. So you want to show up with confidence and being prepared allows you to have that 20 seconds of courage to really show up for yourself when you're meeting people and represent how you help. And it's not about who you are and what you're selling. It's how are you going to help people? What are the results that they're going to get? And, and changing your mindset and switching that focus more on the service you're providing. It takes, I find that takes a lot of the pressure off too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're right. When people feel like it's inauthentic when they're writing down a script, uh, actually, it's it's quite the opposite. What you're getting to do is to refine what is already, you know, your thought process, the way that you you want to show up in the world. And you're just wordsmithing it so that it becomes a, a better tailored delivery. And it's up to you and the way that you, you know, use cadence, uh, enthusiasm and excitement and passion behind the words that make it authentic. The words itself is, is arbitrary and you could write anything down. And if you speak it in a monotone voice, your deliverance and, and the impact is zero, right? Well Where, said. And, and, and if you're writing something down because in the moment you can't think of it, I mean, doing a live podcast like this is just the same. It's 
I have to come up with things right on the fly. And it sometimes would be easier to have a script, but in that moment, you know, uh, you'll have clarity if you get to write it out, practice it, and then eventually make it your own. It's like everything else you have to practice, yeah. it, you know, the way you use a pencil or a pen, you have to, you, you practiced and how you hold a pencil and how my wife, or how I hold a pencil and how my wife holds a pencil completely different. But at the end of it all, it's that practice and repetition. And all of a sudden it becomes something that you've made it as your own. Yeah. And, and I love what you just said. Active listening is such an important part of following up on the elevator pitch. Uh, I don't know if you want me to dive into a couple of my favorite tips for the elevator pitch or totally go right into that. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I hear people say this all the time and I'm like, they say, I help people. So yeah, of course you help people, but do not lead with the word help. Flip the script into people hire me too. And the word people actually becomes your ideal client. So this goes back to the script we were just talking about in the being prepared. So I work with a lot of creatives. I work with a lot of wellness service providers. And I also work with like accounts, lawyers, bookkeeper type people. So read the room. Who are you talking to? Ask them first. Get their story first. Be an active listener. People love that. Oh, he's so interested in me. And then when it's your turn... You can throw in your ideal client that most relates to the person in front of you. So maybe a creatives hire me to create clarity in their business to essentially run a business that doesn't run them because creatives are not really trained in running a business. So that's something that they need. Then if you want to follow up with, I help them too, that's fine. But leading with people hire me too elevates your position. It provides a social proof right off the bat and you're at a different level. I, I always love to say you would never walk into a shoe store, go up to the counter to buy them and ask them to throw in the matching handbag for free. As service providers, people often expect to just pick your brain for knowledge. There is a value to that. And so when you can show up and own your value and worth, it makes a huge, huge difference. Well, that's a really great tip. And, and maybe with that, why don't we discuss this? Because I have a, a thought and, you know, I would love to hear your your thoughts about it. But uh, much like yours, where you say that you're, you know, you hire me for, you know, or people hire me for, you know, so-and-so service. What is your thoughts about uh, leading with, a, you know, when some, 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 something like your problem, the actual problem that you're solving for individuals, but by reading the room and asking them, be like, you know, when you are frustrated that you can't iterate what your business is in two succinct sentences and people goes, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. Well, I help, or I've get hired to help people do that. How do you feel about having a hook? Uh, right oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. And that's, it's a, there's no one way. I always say the, the best way is the way that works for you, that you're comfortable with and gets results. So the hook, that's great. That's a great way to do it. So if they've already been talking to you and you've got something to work with, um, and I, I, if your listeners have a pen and can write it down, I talk a lot about FFDD. That's fears, frustrations, dreams, desires. 
So when you participate in that act of listening and you pick up on their fears, frustrations, dreams, or desires, because people love to brag or complain. So you're likely going to get some information there, then you can totally pull that in. Yeah, Amazing. I agree. Oh, good. good. That's good to, to, to get your thoughts on that. Now, that was the, the, the point that you made was one. You have a second tip, don't we? Yeah. So, tip? yeah. Well, facts tell and stories sell. So if I'm introduced, if I'm talking to you and, oh my gosh, trust me, I have seen it a million times if I've been at a networking meeting and feel like, oh, what do you do? That's the other dreaded question. You know, if, if um, I, I don't, well, people hire me too. I can also say, can I, I'm going to tell you a story about someone I helped recently, because if I just say business coach, all these entrepreneurs in the room, their eyes glaze over like, oh my gosh, she's going to try and tell me I need to hire her. So instead I can be like, well, let me tell you a story of someone I've helped recently. And I can walk them through a client journey so they can understand clearly uh, a situation someone's in that leads them to hiring me, how I help them and the results they got from the process of engaging in my services. So you can pull together your tip with my two tips, Justin, a hook, people hire me too. And then let me tell you a story of someone I helped recently. And that's actually a great opener. Be like, hey, can you tell me a story of someone you've worked with recently and how you helped them? And you'll have a better understanding of what they do as well, because we all have our specialties. Yeah, and it's so important. When we're taking some time out to listen actively, uh, it shows that we care. And you know, the, the common misconception, I think, when people are out in networking meetings is that they have to meet everybody in the room. Uh, and, and so often, I don't know if you've had this happen, but sometimes it feels like the people who are milling around the room trying to meet everybody feels like if you've gone to Las Vegas and the... I mean, it sounds bad, but if you go down the, the the strip and you see these people handing out business cards and they're flicking these cards at you, um, trying to get your attention to go see the the special shows. <laughs> yeah, I know that experience. And, and I also feel like, well, when you're going to a networking meeting, that that's what it feels like when you're just fluttering and you're just handing me a business card. Sometimes they don't even introduce themselves. It's just like, here's my card. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and for me... I take the garden and just kind of toss it backwards uh, or to the nearest recycle bin. But, you know, I think the, the misconception is that they have to meet everybody. And what are your thoughts about, you know, how a person, especially introverts, I mean, introverts are, especially in the creative field, lots of them are introverts. How would you suggest that the, these people, you know, sort of approach the networking function in itself and, and be able to find that opportunity to, uh, again, you know, give that elevator pitch? Yeah, I absolutely love that question, Justin. So personally, I am introverted. I have flares of extroversion. I, if I go to a networking event, I need to like go have a bath after it's like, I love it, but then I need some downtime. So it's really important. And I think that would be a great tagline for this episode is for introverts, uh, because really you want to make one meaningful connection at a networking event. That's a win. One meaningful connection. Don't just hand your business card out. Let people ask for it or ask for theirs and then ask, would you also like mine? Because yeah, people are just going to check it afterwards. So one meaningful connection, two is awesome. Personally, I read the room. 
I'm um, I'm a bit very intuitive. I'm a bit empathic. And so I will walk in the room and I will read the energy and I watch. I'm like, okay, I got your number and your number and who's this person. And if I, I feel this energy, this, I want to meet you. It's never led me astray. So go over and say hi, 20 seconds of courage. And, and introverts have a real power. We live in a very extroverted world where, you know, do an Instagram live and everybody's out there and being flashy, but there is such a power to being an introvert and listening. And it's like a, a quiet power where when you speak, people listen and uh, just take all the pressure off yourself. Just one meaningful connection is perfect. That's a big high five to you, my lady. <laughs> and it's totally true. I, I think, you know, when we're out, the, the goal isn't to expand your network rapidly. Uh, in fact, most people, uh, if you if you don't spend enough time with them, they're not going to remember you. So if you're cruising around the room looking for that one good connection, uh, oftentimes you'll develop a stronger uh, bond between you and, and the, the right person. Um, and, and with that, you're going to carry on a better relationship. And that relationship will likely be better serving uh, in, in the long run than, you know, a bunch of different names of whom probably don't even remember who you are, but, you know, for you to be able to tailor a conversation or a follow-up message or follow-up email and say, Hey, it was so great to chat with you, Lisa, you know, your job or your, it was really neat to talk about your kids or whatever it was um, yes. adds a level of personality and a, a layer of personal uh, connection with the individual. And, and that translates to a person uh, already moving to that next phase of, of trusting and liking you uh, because, you know, they feel about valued, right? they feel validated and they feel heard. And I think it's such a powerful thing. And you're right. Introverts really do have such a great um, opportunity at networking events and, and really underserved. Yeah. Uh, have you ever talked about the VCP curve on the show? Are you uh, familiar VCP, with that? Well, uh, of course, I, I'm co- I'm very familiar with that in terms of BNI. Uh, BNI talks about the, yeah. the the visibility, credibility, and profitability. Uh, but let, let's let's uh, let's dive into it a little bit. Um, sure. You know. Yeah. So this is another um, tool you can use to gauge how you can talk to someone and where you can take the relationship at that first meeting. So acronyms: visibility, credibility, profitability. You can even be at pre-visibility with someone. So networking event, never met you before. No, there's no trust established. So that's visibility or pre. Uh, Once you've met someone, maybe they follow you on, you connect on LinkedIn or another platform uh, that you start to know each other. Maybe you meet privately, you get to a point of credibility. When someone hires you, you're at credibility. You only reach profitability once someone is actively referring you to other people. So as a business coach, there is a curve to that. So uh, like myself, a financial planner, maybe um, a realtor, we are very high on the curve. I need to have a lot of touch points with someone before I earn their trust. So I'm not in there trying to do business. I'm actively listening. And personally, my goal at a networking meeting, when I make that meaningful connection is to listen and be like, Hey, I know someone you need to meet. And I send these email introductions and I edify each person to the other. And then now they have loose ties through me as they both know me. I took the time to make this nice email introduction and they connect and they're both, 
wow, that was great. Thank you. And so I've moved into the credibility curve a lot faster. Something I get to do. I'm a massive connector of people. I get people coming to me every week. Hey, Lisa, do you know a good web designer? Do you know an accountant? Do you know, do you know? That's something I do. So personally, I can do that. If you're a florist or, you know, you're, you're a low cost um, service, people don't have to spend a lot of money to try you out. You're right at the beginning of the curve. People are more likely to be like, Hey, yeah, I'll try out your service. Yeah. I need a car wash. Yeah. I need car insurance. It's different. So if you understand where you sit on that credibility curve and where you're at with people, uh, and anyone you're in the credibility zone with, you can also think about, Hey, like, how can I foster a deeper connection in this relationship so that they actually become a referral source for me? Yeah, no, I'm totally, totally right on the, 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 the money. But, you know, what we're talking uh, is how can we impact that individual? How can we serve the person whom we're networking with in that moment? And it doesn't mean that we're having to serve them us, right? We're not having to serve them our, our product or service in that moment. But how can we really truly make an impact to that individual? And that sometimes is a connection uh, that is linking, you know, somebody with somebody else. Uh, but, you know, through that, you know, you develop a level of credibility and it's totally true. Um, and we shouldn't be going into a networking meeting solely to sell our business. I mean, you can you can buy ads on Facebook and Google to, to do that. But in a networking place, what we're trying to do is expand our network. And our network isn't just the Rolodex. Our network is actually the connections that we foster and maintain um, that sometimes become, you know, even friendship because, you know, you, you foster such a, a deep level of connection and trust with one another. Um, so... Tell me in a room, how do you gauge the type of people that, you know, are your jam? And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to lead this into a, a really interesting story uh, a little bit later. But I want to see uh, or, or hear about how you kind of read the room and how you find that energy and know that that person who's across from you is likely to be the person that you would like to connect with at a meeting. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great question. I... <laughs> You can't fix overthinking with more thinking. <laughs> so it comes back to feeling and you got to trust yourself. Call it a gut hit. Call it your intuition. So personally, if I'm online at a meeting, I listen. I don't volunteer to speak first. I really like to hear. And when I get an, an intuitive pull, like I love their vibe. I like their energy. Oh, I like what they said. I'll make note of that. And I have learned to trust that. Uh, and also sometimes it goes the other way. Uh, if it's in person, like I said before, I, I'll just kind of hang back and, and get a reading. And it's interesting if I, when I reach out to those people, I got that hit on boom. We, when we meet, it's like, we find out these shared interests and we could talk for three hours. So I would say, you know, we've given two ears and one mouth for a reason. So listen and, and trust. Yeah, no, it is totally true. Uh, it, it, sometimes it's intangible and I'll, I'll share with you a story. So I was at a training um, in early 2000, probably 2007 or so. And we we're in this room and the goal of the exercise was to find a partner, but you had to find a partner uh, in this room by not speaking to anybody, but just merely walking around the room and making eye contact. Uh, and, you know, if you and the other person, you know, made, met eye to eye and you guys felt that that was going to be a good connection, then you guys would be partnered up. And it's really interesting because 
it's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, what I experienced was I found this person uh, across the room and we, we made a connection and we decided like, you're going to be my partner. And through the discussion and going through, you know, getting to know each other, there's so many common threads between the both of us, you know, the, the type of upbringing, the philosophies, where we were in our lives. And it is really quite interesting. And, you know, as I sort of explored this sort of energy kind of, of, of things, you know, I realized that, you know, cause we all vibrate at a different frequency and, you know, where we are in our lives and, you know, how, you know, we sort of elevate ourselves through uh, expansion and contraction, you know, of energy, wherever we are in our life cycle, our vibrational energy, uh, if we're in tune with it in the moment, we're not, you know, inundated with all the, the static and noise of, of, of uh, the things around us, uh, we can feel, we can feel that similar vibration or frequency. And, and that's that weird sort of like, oh, I think that you're like, you're like the type of person I like to hang out with. And, and we know it instinctually. And it's so interesting yes. that, you know, that's the way that you, you've experienced as well. So it's really great that I'm not cuckoo. <laughs> not at all. And Justin, if you, oh, I love it. If you think about it, that's how I came to be here today, because something about the energy and words that you use to reach out to me, when so many people reach out to me and some, some come together and some don't. Uh, and it depends what research you listen to that the initial research by uh, Dr. Maharaj about body language and the, the spoken and written word. It's like 80% or more of communication is nonverbal. We say so much more. And I love that you have that eye contact experience once because I had that at a retreat too. We got partnered with someone and we had to sit with them for like four minutes and gaze into each other's eyes. And at the end, every partner in the room were crying and hugging and like, man, I'm going to be friends with you for my whole life without speaking a single word to one another. It was incredible. It was such a powerful exercise. And, and you know what? I'm more recently it's happened um and and not in a retreat uh me and a, a person who you know uh, i got to network with and and got to know we actually had that moment it wasn't four minutes but it was a moment of pure silence and we just happened to end the sentence and we just stared and we just looked at each other and what an incredible overwhelming sense of of emotions that sort of kind of rush into uh, both of us at the time and like a real formed connection with, without saying a word, it, it's so interesting, and and you're totally right. It's it's what a fantastic kind of kind of energy and and sort of realization, uh, and, and it's not often that we get to do that in in a non sort of retreat Absolutely. scenario. So, yeah. Um, and to circle back directly to the elevator pitch, I would love for your listeners to write down a few of their favorite client testimonials, client journeys or stories, whatever you think of them as, and have them in your back pocket. Practice them in the mirror when you're getting ready in the morning and get them tight and right. So you can map out that sort of three-point journey. They came to me because they were experiencing this. Our work together involved this. And the results they experienced from working together were this. And so depending on who you're talking to and what uh, the conversation is, you have these stories ready to go to share because again, stories sell where facts just tell. Mm, amazing. So I'm going to give you an interesting question and a hard one, I think. Okay. Um, in, in this one. And let's see what, let's see what you come up with. 
So you enter the conversation and inevitably in a networking conversation uh, um, scenario, you'll inevitably meet a person who just talks his ears, your ears off. Yes. How do you, close yes. that? how do you close that conversation to move on knowing that that's not the person that you need to jam with, but that person clearly wants to jam with you. How do you politely end up end that conversation so that you can continue networking and not waste the rest of your networking time, you know, with the individual at hand? That is a good one. Um, well, personally, I always always say lead with integrity. But if you're at the, you're at that networking event to make a meaningful connection, and if that isn't a meaningful connection, you can do whatever aligns with your integrity to leave that conversation. So I know people that will pull out their phone and be like, "Sorry, I've got to take this." and walk away. Um, you don't owe the other person anything. And honestly, if they're not showing any interest in you, if they're one of those people that's just all about themselves, it's like a bad first date, right? It's like, <laughs> like um, um, I have to go. But you could say, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much. You could ask them for their card and say, I've got I've to take this call. Enjoy the rest of your night. You know, I'm a huge believer, like never burn a bridge, always be gracious. There's something to learn from everyone. Um, but if, if the relationship's not serving you, it's okay to move on. So do you have a BFF that you have on textile? Just like, you know, at any given moment, you, you write a letter down and they just call you just so, so you can have a you know way to get out of it. My teenage daughter. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, it, it just goes back to that confidence and clarity and, and just always be gracious. You never know. And it, it, it's not about the person and that that's, I found when I meet someone, I go in with intention. I lead with intention. I go in, tonight, I'm going to welcome a delightful surprise. It's one of my favorite affirmations. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a delightful surprise tonight. I'm looking forward to meeting interesting people and having great conversations. What is your intention for that networking night? And maybe the person you're meeting is never going to do business with you, but maybe they know someone who will be a perfect fit for your business. So when you go in with generosity and lead with intention, with no pressure on anyone else, because more and more, especially with social media, no one wants to be sold to. Nobody wants to be sold to. Um, and nobody wants to be told what to do. No one wants to feel pressures. I lead this crusher consults workshop, which is super, super fun. And uh, I had I had a client, we were working on her story. I said, you got to make people laugh. Like instead of leading in with this is the work I do and this is how I'm going to help you, tell them a story. This one lady, she was from South Africa. And I said, why don't you start off with this? I said, I love to shock my Canadian clients by telling them when I was a kid, I used to go water skiing on the weekends in a crocodile and hippo infested lake. Right? Boom. Now they want to know more. That's the hook. Now they want to know more. And they're not thinking about you as a salesperson. It's just like people do business with people and they do business with people they like. So be a person, show up, but don't just be social and storytelling. You got to tie it back into the, People hire me too. Amazing. All such great, great uh, information on how we can, you know, perfect our elevator pitch. And, you know, now in a Zoom world, I mean, it really is a, a really important thing is time and, you know, efficiency. So being able to, to curate our elevator pitch or 
whatever 10 15 seconds in front of an individual to hook them in long enough for us to see if we can deliver them value is is so important so hoping that all of our listeners here garner some real value out of that now uh, where could some of these you know the listeners you know connect with you uh, and get to know more or maybe reach out and work with you oh thanks i'm on instagram at bloom Lisa, like the flower, I'm, I'm super active on there. I like to share lots of information for solopreneurs and micro business owners. I have a free weekly planner. You can grab that's on my Instagram profile as well. And I, I write a monthly business blog. So you can find that on my website at bloomlisa.com slash blog. Fantastic. Now, I ask every podcast uh, guest that comes on the show uh, a question. And that is, what is a book or resources? that has deeply impacted your life or career to this point. Um, and oh. and I, I know it, I like to spring it on people. Some people who've, who've actually followed um, the podcast before they've gone to be a guest uh, have been prepared for it, but I like to try to spring it on because, you know, sometimes we come up with some really neat books that nobody oh, really, really knows. So I'm just trying to buy you a little bit of time while you kind of. Okay. Well, I was like, Oh my gosh, there's so, so, so many books. Um, <laughs> I love Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. She's got, it's it's incredible. And she's got these philosophies and pillars for conversations. And uh, let's see if I can get this off the top of my head. I haven't said this in a while. It's like, um, our lives, our business, and our relationships succeed or fail one conversation at a time. While no single conversation is guaranteed, to transform a business, a relationship, or a life, any conversation can. Speak and listen as if this conversation is the single most important conversation you will ever have with this person. It could be. Participate as if it matters. It does. Very good. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. And perfect for the elevator pitch conversation. Bill Clinton was known for that. Love him or hate him. But wherever he was, whoever he was talking to, he made you feel like the only person in the room. And that's so important in business and making making meaningful relationships. Definitely, truly a superpower, especially by contrast to his wife, um, who didn't have that same presence um you know and and it's it's really quite quite interesting to see the the stark difference between the two um but yeah no i mean bill was was great at uh, commanding a room same with obama um but thank you so much for joining me here lisa it was really fabulous to to connect with you uh, i'm so happy that you responded to the, the the private message as well because not everybody does and and i'm hoping that uh, our our listeners uh, garnered some information hopefully that uh, if they they like that, um, you know, they like your energy, that they could reach out to you as well. Um, because, you know, not, not every coach is going to be uh, for everybody. And, you know, that's the whole whole reason why I have different people, uh, different genres, different personalities here, because I'm, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to help our, our people grow. We want to help, you know, small businesses, you know, strive yeah. to be their best, to bloom. To bloom. Yeah. And it's absolutely right. You have to have that mutual trust and respect and what you want to do matters. And no one's out there doing what you're doing your way. So if you can access the resources and tools to help you like hold, have a container to shine a light on your vision and move it forward. I mean, that's everything. So find the right person, the right tools, the right resources. It's everything. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. And thanks everybody for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next week. We want to thank you for listening to the Tactical Titans podcast produced by 360 Media. Your time is valuable and we're deeply humbled that you are spending this time with us. We'd love to connect with you. Find us on Instagram at 360 Photo and at Tactical Program. You can also email us. We want to make this channel great, something you enjoy and find tons of value. Send us your insights to info at 360photo.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It helps us reach more listeners. As always, tune in next week as we help you become titans of business and marketing.